Section two of The Madman and the Forerunner by Khalil Gibran. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Part two of The Madman. The Good God and the Evil God. The Good God and the Evil God met on the mountain top. The Good God said, Good day to you, brother. The Evil God did not answer. And the Good God said, You are in a bad humor today yes said the evil god for of late i have been often mistaken for you called by your name and treated as if i were you and it ill pleases me and the good god said but i too have been mistaken for you and called by your name the evil god walked away cursing the stupidity of man defeat defeat my defeat my solitude and my aloofness you are dearer to me than a thousand triumphs and sweeter to my heart than all the world glory defeat my defeat my self-knowledge and my defiance through you i know that i am yet young and swift of foot and not to be trapped by withering laurels and in you i have found aloneness and the joy of being shunned and scorned defeat my defeat my shining sword and shield in your eyes i have read that to be enthroned is to be enslaved and to be understood is to be leveled down and to be grasped is but to reach one's fullness and like a ripe fruit to fall and be consumed defeat my defeat my bold companion you shall hear my songs and my cries and my silences and none but you shall speak to me of the beating of wings and urging of seas and of mountains that burn in the night and you alone shall climb my steep and rocky soul defeat my defeat my deathless courage you and i shall laugh together with the storm and together we shall dig graves for all that die in us and we shall stand in the sun with a will and we shall be dangerous night and the madman i am like thee o night dark and naked i walk on the flaming path which is above my daydreams and whenever my foot touches earth a giant oak tree comes forth nay thou art not like me o madman for thou still lookest backward to see how large a footprint thou leavest in the sand i am like thee o night silent and deep and in the heart of my loneliness lies a goddess in childbed and in him who is being born heaven touches hell nay thou art not like me o madman for thou shudderest yet before pain and the song of the abyss terrifies thee i am like thee o night wild and terrible for my ears are crowded with cries of conquered nations and sighs for forgotten lands nay thou art not like me o madman for thou still takest thy little self for a comrade and with thy monster self thou canst not be friend i am like thee o night cruel and awful for my bosom is lit by burning ships at sea and my lips are wet with blood of slain warriors nay thou art not like me o madman for the desire for a sister spirit is yet upon thee and thou hast not become alone unto thyself i am like thee o night joyous and glad for he who dwells in my shadow is now drunk with virgin wine and she who follows me is sinning mirthfully 
nay thou art not like me o madman for thy soul is wrapped in the veil of seven folds and thou holdest not thy heart in thy hand i am like thee o knight patient and passionate for in my breast a thousand dead lovers are buried in shrouds of withered kisses yea madam art thou like me art thou like me and canst thou ride the tempest as a steed and grasp the lightning as a sword like thee o knight like thee mighty and high and my throne is built upon heaps of fallen gods and before me too pass the days to kiss the hem of my garment but never to gaze at my face art thou like me child of my darkest heart and dost thou think my untamed thoughts and speak my vast language yea we are twin brothers o knight for thou revealest space and i reveal my soul faces i have seen a face with a thousand countenances and a face that was but a single countenance as if held in a mould i have seen a face whose sheen i could look through to the ugliness beneath and a face whose sheen i had to lift to see how beautiful it was i have seen an old face much lined with nothing and a smooth face in which all things were graven i know faces because i look through the fabric of my own eye weaves and behold the reality beneath the greater sea my soul and i went to the great sea to bathe and when we reached the shore we went about looking for a hidden and lonely place but as we walked we saw a man sitting on a gray rock taking pinches of salt from a bag and throwing them into the sea this is the pessimist said my soul let us leave this place we cannot bathe here we walked on until we reached an inlet there we saw standing on a white rock a man holding a jeweled box from which he took sugar and threw it into the sea and this is the optimist said my soul and he too must not see our naked bodies further on we walked and on a beach we saw a man picking up dead fish and tenderly putting them back into the water and we cannot bathe before him said my soul he is the humane philanthropist and we passed on then we came where we saw a man tracing his shadow on the sand great waves came and erased it but he went on tracing it again and again he is a mystic said my soul let us leave him and we walked on till in a quiet cove we saw a man scooping up the foam and putting it into an alabaster bowl he is the idealist said my soul surely he must not see our nudity and on we walked suddenly we heard a voice crying this is the sea this is the deep sea this is the vast and mighty sea and when we reached the voice it was a man whose back was turned to the sea and at his ear he held a shell listening to its murmur and my soul said let us pass on he is the realist who turns his back on the whole he cannot grasp and busies himself with a fragment and so we passed on and in a weedy place among the rocks was a man with his head buried in the sand and i said to my soul we can bathe here for he cannot see us nay said my soul for he is the most deadly of them all he is the puritan then a great sadness came over the face of my soul and into her voice let us go hence she said 
for there is no lonely hidden place where we can bathe i would not have this wind lift my golden hair or bear my white bosom in this air or let the light disclose my sacred nakedness then we left that sea to seek the greater sea crucified i cried to men i would be crucified and they said why should your blood be upon our heads and i answered how else shall you be exalted except by crucifying madmen and they heeded and i was crucified and the crucifixion appeased me and when i was hanged between earth and heaven they lifted up their heads to see me and they were exalted for their heads had never before been lifted but as they stood looking up at me one called out for what art thou seeking to atone and another cried in what cause dost thou sacrifice thyself and a third said thinkest thou with this price to buy world glory then said a fourth behold how he smiles can such pain be forgiven and i answered them all and said remember only that i smiled i do not atone nor sacrifice nor wish for glory and i have nothing to forgive i thirsted and i besought you to give me my blood to drink for what is there can quench a madman's thirst but his own blood i was dumb and i asked wounds of you for mouths i was imprisoned in your days and nights and i sought a door into larger days and nights and now i go as others already crucified have gone and think not we are weary of crucifixion for we must be crucified by larger and yet larger men between greater earths and greater heavens the astronomer in the shadow of the temple my friend and i saw a blind man sitting alone and my friend said behold the wisest man of our land then i left my friend and approached the blind man and greeted him and we conversed after a while i said forgive my question but since when hast thou been blind from my birth he answered said i and what path of wisdom followest thou said he i am an astronomer then he placed his hands upon his breast saying i watch all these suns and moons and stars the great longing here i sit between my brother the mountain and my sister the sea we three are one in loneliness and the love that binds us together is deep and strong and strange nay it is deeper than my sister's depth and stronger than my brother's strength and stranger than the strangeness of my madness eons upon eons have passed since the first gray dawn made us visible to one another and though we have seen the birth and the fullness and the death of many worlds we are still eager and young we are young and eager and yet we are mateless and unvisited and though we lie in unbroken half-embrace we are uncomforted and what comfort is there for controlled desire and unspent passion whence shall come the flaming gods to warm my sister's bed and what she-torrent shall quench my brother's fire and who is the woman that shall command my heart in the stillness of the night my sister murmurs in her sleep the fire god's unknown name and my brother calls afar upon the cool and distant goddess but upon whom i call in my sleep i know not 
here i sit between my brother in the mountain and my sister the sea we three are one in loneliness and the love that binds us together is deep and strong and strange said a blade of grass said a blade of grass to an autumn leaf you make such a noise following you scatter all my winter dreams said the leaf indignant low-born and low-dwelling songless peevish thing you live not in the upper air and you cannot tell the sound of singing then the autumn leaf lay down upon the earth and slept and when spring came she waked again and she was a blade of grass and when it was autumn and her winter sleep was upon her and above her through all the air the leaves were falling she muttered to herself oh these autumn leaves they make such noise they scatter all my winter dreams the eye said the eye one day i see beyond these valleys a mountain veiled with blue mist is it not beautiful the ear listened and after listening intently a while said but where is any mountain i do not hear it then the hand spoke and said i am trying in vain to feel it or touch it and i can find no mountain and the nose said there is no mountain i cannot smell it then the eye turned the other way and they all began to talk together about the eye's strange delusion and they said something must be the matter with the eye the two learned men once there lived in the ancient city of afkar two learned men who hated and belittled each other's learning for one of them denied the existence of the gods and the other was a believer one day the two met in the market-place and amidst their followers they began to dispute and to argue about the existence or the non-existence of the gods and after hours of contention they parted that evening the unbeliever went to the temple and prostrated himself before the altar and prayed the gods to forgive his wayward past and the same hour the other learned man he who had upheld the gods burned his sacred books for he had become an unbeliever when my sorrow was born when my sorrow was born i nursed it with care and watched over it with loving tenderness and my sorrow grew like all living things strong and beautiful and full of wondrous delights and we loved one another my sorrow and i and we loved the world about us for sorrow had a kindly heart and mine was kindly with sorrow and when we conversed my sorrow and i our days were winged and our nights were girdled with dreams for sorrow had an eloquent tongue and mine was eloquent with sorrow and when we sang together my sorrow and i our neighbors sat at their windows and listened for our songs were deep as the sea and our melodies were full of strange memories and when we walked together my sorrow and i people gazed at us with gentle eyes and whispered in words of exceeding sweetness and there were those who looked with envy upon us for sorrow was a noble thing and i was proud with sorrow but my sorrow died like all living things and alone i am left to muse and ponder and now when i speak my words fall heavily upon my ears and when i sing my songs my neighbors come not to listen and when i walk the streets no one looks at me only in my sleep i hear voices saying in pity 
see there lies the man whose sorrow is dead and when my joy was born and when my joy was born i held it in my arms and stood on the housetop shouting come ye my neighbors come and see for joy this day is born unto me come and behold this gladsome thing that laugheth in the sun but none of my neighbors came to look upon my joy and great was my astonishment and every day for seven moons i proclaimed my joy from the housetop and yet no one heeded me and my joy and i were alone unsought and unvisited then my joy grew pale and weary because no other heart but mine held its loveliness and no other lips kissed its lips and then my joy died of isolation and now i only remember my dead joy in remembering my dead sorrow but memory is an autumn leaf that murmurs a while in the wind and then is heard no more the perfect world god of lost souls thou who are lost amongst the gods hear me gentle destiny that watches over us mad wandering spirits hear me i dwell in the midst of a perfect race i the most imperfect i a human chaos a nebula of confused elements i move amongst finished worlds people of complete laws and pure order whose thoughts are assorted whose dreams are arranged and whose visions are enrolled and registered their virtues o god are measured their sins are weighed and even the countless things that pass in the dim twilight of neither sin nor virtue are recorded and catalogued here days and nights are divided into seasons of conduct and governed by rules of blameless accuracy to eat to drink to sleep to cover one's nudity and then to be weary in due time to work to play to sing to dance and then to lie still when the clock strikes the hour to think thus to feel thus much and then to cease thinking and feeling when a certain star arises over yonder horizon to rob a neighbor with a smile to bestow gifts with a graceful wave of the hand to praise prudently to blame cautiously to destroy a sound with a word to burn a body with a breath and then to wash the hands when the day's work is done to love according to an established order to entertain one's best self in a preconceived manner to worship the gods becomingly to intrigue the devils artfully and then to forget all as though memory were dead to fancy with a motive to contemplate with consideration to be happy sweetly to suffer nobly and then to empty the cup so that sorrow may fill it again all these things o god are conceived with forethought born with determination nursed with exactness governed by rules directed by reason and then slain and buried after a prescribed method and even their silent graves that lie within the human soul are marked and numbered it is a perfect world a world of consummate excellence a world of supreme wonders the ripest fruit in god's garden the master thought of the universe but why should i be here o god 
i a green seed of unfulfilled passion a mad tempest that seeketh neither east nor west a bewildered fragment from a burnt planet why am i here o god of lost souls thou who art lost among the gods end of the madman part two